Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Pia Berengini, the creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. You guys, my next guest is so inspiring. She is a CEO, designer, author, and investor. She was recognized by Forbes 30 Under 30 at just 24 years old. Truly a powerhouse businesswoman. Today, I am talking with Danielle Bernstein, the founder of world-renowned fashion blog, We Were What?, Danielle began her career as an influencer, which led her to create her amazing brand. She has successfully launched multiple companies, including tech startup Mo Assist and clothing brand Shop We Were What. This year, Danielle released her new book titled This Is Not a Fashion Story. During the pandemic, she has created an Instagram account at We Gave What. The mission of this account is to support charitable initiatives and raise awareness for small businesses. She is serving me some big time entrepreneurship inspiration. Here is Danielle Bernstein. Hi, how are you? How are you, babe? I'm so good. I'm so happy to finally be chatting with you. Wow, it's been so long. I want to get started. First of all, the book is called This Is Not a Fashion Story. And it not specifically, it shows like your rise and how you got started. But obviously, what I really love about it is the personal anecdotes and the personal stories because there's so much that happens in our lives that we don't even realize have affected who we are in such a big way. And I think for you, one of that things was, you know, your your parents divorcing and that being such a life-changing, like character-changing thing. So my first question is just like, how, how do you think that affected you 
as a woman and how did it help you become like the strong businesswoman that you are today? I mean, it affected me in so many different ways, whether it was personal relationships or business relationships. But I always say that I was old enough to completely understand it, but just young enough to be completely affected by it. So I was kind of at that really formative age where it just like totally rocked my world. And I kind of took the position of protecting my brothers against like facts behind their divorce and, and really like wanted them to stay very virgin to the, to the subject. And so I really took everything on at such a young age and it forced me to grow up really quickly, which I think reflected a lot throughout the later years in business, all that stuff. But I mean, trust and having faith in like a good, healthy relationship. I mean, it was all affected by it. How could it not? I mean, I sort of feel like sometimes I, uh, it's so hard to say this, but sometimes I wish something that big happened in my childhood so that it could take that kind of moment to help me like deal with issues later in life. But for me, like my dad died when I was 28 years old. And that was really like the first really hard Thing that ever happened to me. And I feel obviously so lucky that I can say that. But I think when it happens to you at a young age, you like have no choice but to just like fight and then become stronger because it kind of jumping all over the place just because I love how your book goes from like a family story and then back into a fashion story. And so these were just like my free flowing questions as I was reading your book. From a little girl, like you just loved fashion. You loved creating an outfit. Were you one of those girls that like laid out your clothes every night before school in descending order from like head to toe. I did do that. And then I changed the entire thing the next morning. Like now I'm pretty decisive if I want to wear like power suit and I want to wear this. And like, I know exactly what I want to wear and what I'm going to go to in my closet. And it doesn't take me as long to get dressed. But in high school and middle school, I would spend hours like making sure it paired together to be the perfect outfit. And I was so hard on myself. And like, I would set it out the night before and then completely change my mind the next morning. <laughs> yeah. It's like so based on your mood, right? And as a teenage girl, your mood is like on extremes at all times. That explains it all. Because as a teenage girl, your mood is so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. That's why my outfits were the same. <laughs> yeah. But so like now, when you're getting ready, you said it's easier for you. Like, first of all, are you getting dressed every day? And is it planned? Like, would you know what you're going to wear each day? Or are you doing more batched photo shoots? Like, I just don't know how you have the energy to get dressed every day. I feel like this is just who you've been from reading your book since you were a little girl. Honestly, I mean, if it wasn't my job, I wouldn't be getting dressed the way I've been getting dressed every day. During quarantine, when it was still really cold out, I liked to find ways to style my sweatpant outfits that made them feel more elevated, more chic, but like still really comfortable. And now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm still at my house all day because I am still quarantined to a certain extent and being safe. And I know, okay, I want to shoot this new dress or I want to take a picture in this outfit. So like almost having the responsibility to post to my Instagram helps me dressed in the morning. But I think if it wasn't for my job, would I be getting dressed as styled and put together as I have been? I, I'm not sure. Probably not. That's a really important way to look at it because like you and I are sort of in the same field, but you, I think, take it so much more like seriously as a job. I think that it comes so naturally to you. Whereas for me, 
it's like kind of this muscle that I have to flex sometimes in order to get stronger. Like that's what Eva Chen always told me. She was like, the more that you do it, the more it's going to come natural. But like, I have to force myself to do it. Like I'll go five days without posting something and you are just so consistent. You started off very differently. So it's not something that you've like organically been doing forever. But obviously when you share your outfits, people love that and and you should. And if I could encourage you to do it every single day, like, of course, I think that would be amazing. But it's also your, your entire business doesn't rely on it. Like my entire business does rely on me sharing and posting outfits every single day because I founded We Wore What as this source of outfit inspiration for getting dressed in the morning. So I'm almost, I almost look at it like a responsibility and a service that I provide for, for other women and young girls who just need that little source of inspiration. Like, what should I wear today? I'm going to go see what we were, what wore today. And like, that to me is why I get up and do it every day. That's so meaningful. And I think that's so inspiring because you do have people that are like waiting for you for that and that really trust you and listen to you. And I think that's good advice for me. I actually have a collection coming out. What advice can you give me? All of it. Like you should be, you should be wearing it every day. You should be showing how to style it in multiple different ways for multiple occasions. You should be gifting it to all your friends, encouraging them to post. And I don't know if you have like film or footage of the behind the scenes content of creating that. One thing that I do really well with with Shop We Were Run and Danielle Bernstein is I walk my followers through the creation of all my designs. So they are seeing for months this like ribbed bodysuit that I made that has to be the perfect shape and this and that. And, and I've been walking them through the process of designing it for so long that when it comes out, they feel like they were a part of that. That's why with like the oversharing, like there is almost like no such thing because it just helps people become that more invested, especially if you're coming out with product. I mean, you're a hundred percent right. I just feel like sometimes I'm so old school. Like I'm of that mindset where it's like when there's a launch, you keep everything secret until the day it launches and then it launches and there's all this excitement around it. But I think that the age of the influencer and the business that you've created has actually like devalued that idea. Like you want to get people invested from the get-go and it seems like people aren't sick of it once it comes out, right? I totally get what you're saying. With a lot of my designs, like I don't want to share the prints or like the new shapes because you don't want people to copy it. Like that's really what it comes down to. And so I share certain parts of it without revealing the whole thing until it's close to becoming ready. Because obviously as somebody that knows how long it takes to make a product, I know that if I'm sharing it a month before, nobody could make it in that month. Okay. So when you dress, like are you really dressing for yourself and what makes you feel best and, and, you know, working with your assets or are you thinking about, is this going to be something that like everyone can wear? Like, how do you kind of balance that the high low that you do and also just like appreciating that everybody looks different in everything? I wear things that make me feel good and the things that make me feel good are things that are comfortable, right? So things that are ill-fitting, I won't wear. Things that are too tight or too loose. So like if I'm wearing really loose pants, I'll wear a tighter top. If I'm wearing a really loose top, I'll wear tighter pants. Like I like to balance it all. And it's all about finding balance, especially when it comes to high and low with designer versus like fast fashion and affordable. Like you'll see me with a thousand dollar bag, but my whole outfit will be like 20 bucks or like something, you know, from Zara or something. I, I like to just mix it up. I think obviously like as I have matured and grown my businesses. I can afford nicer things, but it doesn't mean that I'm just going to only buy designer. That just wouldn't be realistic for 
even myself as somebody who makes more money now, but for, for my followers who want to emulate what I wear. And if I am wearing something that's more expensive, I like to provide them with an alternative option where you can get the look for less. And I think that just finding a balance between the high and low is so important if you want to be relatable. And I always like to think of myself and my platform as like the perfect mix of aspirational and relatable. And so it's like finding that right balance in my outfits every day is part of that. I totally see that in what you're doing. And also, I love how you give full transparency into what was gifted versus what was bought. You know, I think that that's so important because when you're trying to actually give people value and show people that they can do this at home too, they need to know the truth. They need to know where everything comes from. So I really appreciate that you do that for your follower. Your first interview at Apparel Addiction, is that what it was called, right? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So you, you just seem to have this sense of confidence in you from the get-go. Like from that first interview, it felt to me like you just had this strength and this confidence that not a lot of girls have at that age. Where did this come from? And like, what would you say to girls who don't really feel like they can tune into this that much? You know, it's such an important thing to have. You don't want to come off like cocky, like, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to nail this and I got this job. But I don't know. I just, I find myself as a woman and sorry if I'm just like ranting, but I find myself sometimes like apologizing too much or downplaying my strengths too much because I'm afraid that I'm going to sound too full of myself. So like, how do you find that balance? Between cocky and confident? Yeah. Like you just seem so confident, but you don't come across like cocky. And I just think that there's a level of confidence you have to have in order to like be as successful as you are. And I just, I wonder like what you would say to a girl who doesn't necessarily feel like they have that innately in them. Really about your relationship with yourself and what you tell yourself. So like, even when I had glasses and braces and like totally looked like a little dork, I thought I was the hottest thing ever. And that, <laughs> I told myself that I didn't always have the best relationship with my body, but like with myself as a person, like I was always really confident in the way that I thought and the way I acted. And like, whether that was almost like a fault could have been situation, but I've always had this like innate confidence in me that I just really trusted what I was putting out there. And in my book, there's a lot of like learning how to trust your gut because I think that's very different than just like trusting who you are as a person because I didn't always know how to trust my gut and I had to learn that through lots of failed relationships. But I think like trusting who you are as a person helps with your confidence showing through. And if you feel good, then you look good. You know, that saying really does hold true because even if you aren't the hottest person in the world, if you're exuding that confidence, you just look that way to other people too. I don't know what it is, but it just happens. I feel like I was that girl and then I got older and something happened and I started to not see myself in that way. And I started to do this negative like self-talk and then that comes out in me just being unsure in so many different things. And so it hits people at different times in their lives, but it is true. Like the most important thing to do is just to find that trust in yourself again. You know what's so crazy? I think it was on... It must have been on an episode of, I don't know if it was The Hills or the, or Later in the City. My life motto is a quote that DVF said during one of those shows. I don't know if it was to you or someone else, but she said, the most important relationship is the one with yourself. It was to me. I remember that moment so vividly. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like it just clicked for me that that was a quote to you. Part of the reason I love reading your book is because it brings me back to the days that I was in New York City trying to work in fashion. And I'm a little bit older than you. So like everything was a little bit different, but it was so nostalgic. But that DVF moment, like I remember calling my mom and dad after that happened and being like, you will never believe she like stroked my hair and said this thing to me that I will that will stick with me forever. And so I love that you remembered that. I lose that sometimes. I've lived my life based on that quote full circle right now that we're even doing this podcast because like if I really think about it like I think of our friendship as like we sat next to each other a few times during fashion week and we really got to know each other technically grew up watching you on tv so it's it's actually <laughs> so crazy well I've always thought about how the hills in the city were sort of like platform before social media. You know, it was like, it was a reality show that was showing the inside of the fashion industry and people were caring what we were wearing. But, and it was just like, just what kind of, not launched, because I don't want to obviously give it that much credit, but it was like that phase right before social media happened. I think so many fashion girls were like into what we were doing and then they were able to take it to the next level of becoming influencers. I'd look we had into the fashion world besides like the People's Revolution. What was her show? Or that was part of the city? Oh yeah, no. Hell on Earth with Kelly, right? Yeah, or Kell on Earth, yeah. There was only like a handful of things and then like Sex in the City. Right. I mean, that was what our producer was always basing the show on. He just wanted it to look like a real life version of Sex in the City. Funny that now I'm speaking to like TV facilities about turning my book into like the next Sex in the City. You said, and I love this quote, that real style is a combination of creativity, patience, and most of all, self-confidence, which which alludes to a little bit more of what we were just talking to before. Like, where do you find some of your creativity from? What inspires you? Like, who do you look to for creative inspiration? Definitely my peers. I mean, other influencers inspire me too. I love, like, I have this infatuation with Danish girls right now. Yeah. They dress, especially after going to like Copenhagen Fashion Week and like just seeing how chic they were. So I I mean, definitely I'm inspired by like other influencers. I can't remember the last time I looked through an actual magazine. So definitely not that. (laughs) I I get a lot of vintage inspiration. I like accounts that post vintage editorial images and especially for my designs, like most of them are inspired by either vintage pieces that I own from like shopping flea markets over the years or know, images that I find. I think vintage is such a great way to find inspiration and then make it more modern. But honestly, magazines, I started subscribing to some of them since we've been in quarantine because it's like a fun little delivery that comes in the mail and I highly recommend. I want to talk about the birth of We Were What. I want to talk about how you started that, how you felt it was the right time to like start your own product after years of, you know, promoting other people's. So how I started shop We Were What then? Yes. So, okay. Yeah. Cause I had been doing We Were What for almost 10 years. And the first brand that I started was Second Skin Overalls. And that's because I really loved wearing overalls. And the tagline of my blog was overalls are my second skin. And I really couldn't find any overalls that really fit well. And I saw like a space in the market where I could create a product that was really niche that didn't really exist. And so that's how I started my line of overalls. And that was like three and a half years ago. I then did my first swim collaboration with Onya and it became like the best selling swim of the summer. And I really fell in love with designing swim. And so 
from there, I brought everything in-house and partnered with Onya to create Shop We Were What, which is now swim, overalls, denim, and soon to be another category that we're going to announce in the next like two weeks. After having a lot of production experience doing that, was approached by Macy's to do an in-house brand for them, which is also another story in the book, which is how I started the Danielle Bernstein line, which is size inclusive, under $100. So sort of my way of bringing my brand and my style to the masses. And I know Macy's was a place that you used to go to like for high school dances and things. So it must have been so cool for it to come full circle for you to appreciate this brand that helped you get your start. You're so young and you have had so much business experience starting new lines, partnering with people. What have been some of the defining moments, some of the hard times that have in the moment you were like, I can't believe this is happening to me, but maybe it was like the best thing that ever happened. I mean, certain things that happened with personal relationships and then some business relationships that really went wrong. And without giving too much away, I mean... In the book, I've had a failed shoe brand where I walked away with no profits from a brand that I had worked on for like almost over a year. That was a culmination of just having a terrible business partner that I didn't trust and that was not a reliable business partner. And then just like some of my personal relationships that kind of held me back in my career. Tried to look at all of them as learning experiences, which is why each chapter in the book is a lesson because I learned something from every single story that's in the book. And so I would hope that my followers could or people that were reading it could also. Any amount of good success comes with some type of failure in some way. And then you don't even have to look at it as a failure. But like, it's so important to realize that those moments that feel like everything is crashing down are really life lessons and are going to make you stronger and are going to help you build something bigger. But it's like, it's inevitable, right? And now a word from our sponsor. At the end of the day, I always take a hot, 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 hot shower. Timmy can't believe how hot my shower is. But one of the highlights of it is when I put on my Verse Day Dissolve Cleansing Balm. I put it on when I put my conditioner on and I do all my shaving and everything while it's on and I leave it on and ask like a really moisturizing mask, even though it's not a mask. And this is not how they say you should use it, but this is how I use it. And then when I rinse everything off, my skin is clean and it's not super dry, like how it feels tight after using a lot of other cleansers. And I just love it so much. And the packaging is so cute and it looks so cute in my shower. And I just love Verse. I love so much about what they're doing. One of the things is that they are made with proven ingredients at skin changing levels. So you don't have to deal with fussy packaging and conventional markups. You only pay for what matters, which is the goop inside the bottle. They also take waste seriously, which is important. They skip excess packaging like inserts and boxes for bigger items and use recyclable and biodegradable packaging wherever possible. You can check out their recycling guide on their website. It's basically a cheat sheet to how properly you should recycle your skincare empties, which is an important thing to know besides all of this. 
this. They also formulate to the highest standards in the world, which are the European Union standards, banning over 1,300 toxins and questionable ingredients. They make sure that their products are safe, completely non-toxic, and effective. They also have a skin decoder quiz on their site to help you build the right regimen for you. I can give you guys 10% off your first order if you go to Verst.com and use the promo code WITHWIT. That's Verst.com and use the promo code WITHWIT to get 10% off your first time order. They already offer skincare at prices your bank can appreciate, but now they're giving you an extra 10% off for first-time users with promo code WITHWIT. One more time, that's VerstSkin.com, V-E-R-S-E-D-S-K-I-N.com with promo code WITHWIT. And now back to our show. With everything with COVID, with the movement, like how you've been able to change your content, shift your perspective and actually balance like putting out what you put, like your fashion stuff with actually making a difference. Once COVID started, I sort of had this newfound sense of responsibility to not only my followers, but the influencer community as a whole, to New York as a whole. I felt like this is why I have built this platform for the past 10 years because now I can really use it to make a difference. And so I started promoting small businesses. I started helping organizations that were doing really great work and through all my brands, started raising a bunch of money and donating masks. And through all of that, decided to expand efforts and start We Gave What as the charitable arm of We Wore What, which will really, our whole reasoning is giving back past the pandemic. So once this pandemic is over, once things relatively go back to whatever our new normal is, I want all of this great work to continue. And I think it's really important, especially with Black Lives Matters and the movement that all of this has to continue in order for it to actually make a difference. And so I definitely plan on holding myself accountable and my community accountable and my team and and really taking actionable items towards major change. And I think that that's what's most important. It's not just posting about it. It's actually doing things that will make a difference. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing that people need to realize is that it is nice to post and it is nice to spread those messages, but there is actual work that needs to be done. And it doesn't matter whether you show it or you don't show it, but it just has to be done. I feel like I need Mo Assist. Like I feel like it is the perfect thing for an influencer because there's never been anything that that has been like this, that is so specific to the influencer's need. Can you tell our listeners what Mo Assist is? Mo Assist is the tech platform that we created that's basically a project management platform that solves all the pain points of the influencer industry. So everything from managing your projects with brands to the approval process to invoicing and getting paid on time is all streamlined through the platform that we built. And the product that's out there now is our MVP. It's the first product we put out there, but we just went through a total rebranding and are introducing so many new features with Mo 2.0, which will hopefully be launched by the end of the month. And once we have that, we're really going to be ramping up our marketing and, and really start, you'll see me start showing it more because it really is the best solution. Listen, there's like a ton of marketplaces out there that create those introductions between brands and influencers. But once those introductions are made and those partnerships begin, there's no centralized place to manage those partnerships. And so we are literally hoping to just create the tool that is used by the influencer community as a whole that really just helps everybody stay organized and become more efficient. 
I mean, my whole journey through this 10 years of being a blogger to an influencer and to an entrepreneur has been to further legitimize what we do as influencers in our industry. And so this is just a step towards that as well. Okay. Engagement, obviously so important as an influencer. How do you still find the time to write to everyone? And like, how do you still find that relationship with your followers? That's still like number one priority. For me during quarantine, I I learned how to, and especially once my book came out, I was like, all right, it's all out there now. Like, let's talk about it. And so I'm more vulnerable and a lot more open to having those conversations with my followers, whether it was about my parents' divorce or my relationship with myself or, or boyfriends or sex or whatever it may be. And I try and find time to look through my DMs and to respond to them. I try and get back to people if they comment on my pictures. It's definitely not easy with like the amount that comes in, but I I try to as much as possible because my followers are the reason for my success and they help fuel my business. And so I love to have that relationship with them where we can really communicate with each other and just like continue to share. I I try and share things that I wouldn't think to share before. Like nothing's off the table anymore. I think it's so important as an influencer to be like that because people need to know that it's not all shiny and glossy and, and rainbows. So just some quick questions. What is like a typical day looking for you right now? Well, right now I have a ton of meetings, like basically from nine to five. And then uh, around five o'clock, I go horseback riding twice a week or I do a Melissa workout. Mm-hmm. I try and get in my workouts around five o'clock every day, whatever those may be. And then, you know, leave for little breaks to come out to the pool. Like it's nice that I can just open my door and come out to a pool. So yeah. If I'm on a meeting that's just a phone call like this one, like I'll be sitting by my bullside and get some sun. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm on Zoom with my team all day and then I'm in and out of other Zooms and Google Hangouts literally every hour on the hour. Like my schedule Right. So you have like a routine, which probably feels nice during this time. And Melissa also, by the way, is Melissa Wood Health, who I just signed up and I took two of her classes already in the past three days and I'm obsessed with her. Oh, you're going to love. Oh my God. She's so good. I had Timmy do it with me too. And we were so sore. Okay. What's your favorite cocktail? A spicy picante. Ooh, what is? I don't even know what that is. Learned it from Soho House, but it's basically like a spicy tequila cocktail. Yum. I love a spicy margarita, but too much sugar. Exactly. Less sugar. Okay. Good to know. I'm going to look it up. What would be your hangover cure? Anything greasy that would like go against all my dietary restrictions. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like I wake up starving when I'm hungover. What is your ideal Sunday look like? Uh, Doing nothing. No plans. Yeah. Yeah. Just vegging. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Both. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Actually, from your book, you said that you don't need much sleep. And I'm so envious of that. I feel like really successful people don't need a lot of sleep. It's annoying. I think I'm more so like now as I get older, I do. But I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which online shop are you shopping at the most? Matches fashion. Yes. I love matches. What about yourself makes you the proudest? Becoming a bestseller. I mean, you're going to do so much more, Danielle. Like, I obviously knew what you were up to and have been following you. But after reading your book, like, I just find your drive so inspiring. It just feels like you have this energy and motivation that not a lot of people do. So I'm excited for you. Oh, I miss you. I hope. I mean, I know Fashion Week won't happen in the fall, but I know. Well, we'll see each other soon and we can connect through social. I love just being able to follow along and 
also see Amagansett. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know how busy you are, but we'll oh, keep in touch. Thank you for doing this. This is amazing. Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.